Hey everybody, this is Sophie and welcome to episode 207 of the Big Boo Cast. On this episode, Melanie and I actually recorded in Pahuska, Oklahoma when we were there earlier this week and so we're going to talk about the first part of our trip there, at least as much as it happened when we recorded. We're also going to talk about the Mississippi State A&M game, which worked out a little bit better for Melanie than it worked out for me, honestly. And we're going to reflect a little bit on some of our younger days when we were new mamas, thanks to a listener question. As always, we hope you'll check out our Amazon shop where we list so many of the things we talk about on each episode at amazon.com shop slash big Thank y'all so much for being here and we hope you enjoy episode 207. Hey, everybody, this is Sophie. This is Boo Mama. Hey, it's Melanie. It's Big Mama. And we are coming to you live, not really live, but as we record, we're coming to you from Pahuska, Oklahoma. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. How about that? Mm -hmm. Low across the hall from one another. (laughs) I know. So I said we haven't talked in days except for until late last night and again this morning. And again this morning up until about an hour ago. Um, but we are here in Pahuska. We have had, I have had some of the best sleep of my life last night. Um, We're here to see our friend Ray for a couple of days. And listen, we're living, we're living, we're living our best life is what's happening. I'm going to tell you what, first of all, my hotel room in the boarding house, which is the place that Ray and her husband Lad have created here in the heart of Pahuska. Um, is bigger than my grad school apartment and, (laughs) (laughs) and I would add far nicer, Mm -hmm. but it's just everything I need. Like if I were one person living by myself, this, this would be it because you have a giant, wonderful bed. You have a sofa and a couple of chairs to entertain your guests, which Mm -hmm. that would be you. You have a big television and then a gigantic bathroom yeah and um and your blinds raise and lower at the touch of a button yes and there's a refrigerator that i just drank a dot dr pepper out of the Mm -hmm. refrigerator it's just Mm -hmm. something else it is i mean like i told you this morning i said i have enough at this point we haven't even been here 24 hours and i said i have enough baked goods in my room that i could open (laughs) up a store like, yes. I appreciate that Ree thinks that I can eat two muffins and a scone <laughs> along with my cowgirl coffee in the morning. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't hate it because there's something luxurious about it. I'm going to take a bite of each of these pastries, sure. you know, like, but golly, we got here and there were sugar cookies and I am in the room that is called the boudoir room and it's black and red and it's very dramatic. And I told Sophie, I had a moment this morning where I was like, I think I need red velvet chairs. In That's my right. House. Like, this is really what I need. Some glossy black paint. Um, Listen, we got here late yesterday afternoon. And when we were checking in, the lady at the front desk let us know that, um, that we, you know, there were some 
salads we could choose from for dinner. Mm-hmm. And then at some point we found out that um, they were going to send charcuterie boards up here. So last <laughs> night for supper, listen, we had just, I mean, we had just gotten our stuff unpacked. We had just settled in. And the, the nicest guy who works here named Brandon came up with charcuterie boards for the two of us. Then we ordered some queso. We split a sandwich um, and we had our, our platters of baked goods. And then as we're making our way through that, he comes back to bring us the chocolate chip cookies you get before um, bedtime, before they do Mm -hmm. turn down service. And then this morning we had our, spicy cowgirl coffees that we loved the last time we were here show up at our door with with, listen it's just it's it's like nowhere else in the sense of um you just feel a little pampered and it's delightful I got in bed last night and I'm going to tell you that my bed came with so many pillows that I had to take pillows off there were superfluous pillows on my bed (laughs) is what I'm telling you which never happens yeah there are eight pillows well Besides like your, your sham pillows, you've, you've got eight sleeping pillows on your bed. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's Ephesians 320. It's above all you can ask or imagine. That's Not right. to mention, I, I just, we just need to break this down for a minute. Not to mention, I told Melanie this a little bit ago, the covers are like, there's a, there's a flat sheet and then a blanket and then another flat sheet and then your comforter. So, but by the time you get under all that, um, it's like you're under a weighted blanket. Yeah. Oh, I slept for almost 11 hours. Last night. <laughs> <laughs> and that's saying something because you don't, I sleep like that. You don't sleep like that. No, I don't. I don't sleep like that. And I, I, I felt so good when I woke up this morning, I talked to myself <laughs> like, I, I, <laughs> so and I, I don't know that I moved. Mm-mm. Like I, I got in bed to read and fell asleep. And then, man, oh yeah. man. So it was like, I looked this morning and I thought, I'm just going to count. And I'm going to tell you that in my room, in the boudoir room, I'm going to tell you that I have no less than 14 chandelier light fixtures in this room. <laughs> I counted. <laughs> it's so dramatic. I love it so much. Mm-hmm. And you know what it, it reminds me of? And this is not, this is a funny, but I had a memory of, cause I was like, what is it? I love a red room. And I remember when I was a little girl and my nanny had, her best friend was named Imogene and Imogene lived in Florida, Texas. And Imogene had a basement because you get tornadoes go through that part of Texas. And so yeah. Imogene had a basement, which already was glamorous enough. But in Imogene's mm. basement, she had red shag carpet. Oh, come on. With the red leather couch. At that moment, up to that six-year point in my life, I had never seen anything as glamorous or as decadent as that red shack carpet. Mm -hmm. And I thought when I came in last night, I was like, well, this is the grown-up, sophisticated version of Imogene's basement is what it It is. It really is. With the red velvet and the black accents. And it's so dramatic that I can't even stand it. But I feel like I told Sophie this morning, she texted and she was like, what are you doing? And I said, I'm sitting here piled up in my bed with my pastries and my coffee like I'm Marie Antoinette. Like that's that's how how I feel. Maybe Ree needs to rename that room instead of it being the boudoir room. Maybe it needs to be called Imogene's basement. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in the butterfly room across the hall, which is where you stayed last time we were here. 
Yes. And which is very feminine and pretty and soothing and all that. And listen, Melanie is over there. Like you walk in and the soundtrack from Moulin Rouge is <laughs> the play. That's yeah. something else. It is. Um, I mean, it is. Oh, it's just delightful. But I could live like this all the time. I'm with you. Like this would be all I could need. I could, I could live here and my fridge is stocked with Mm -hmm. various drinks and various things. And I'm just going to say that Ree knows how to, she is, she is a wonderful hostess. And I, it's like Sophie said to me last night, she was like, I would totally invite my friends to do this if I had a place like this. And I told Sophie, she can come stay in the bunk beds in my back house anytime, anytime. Thank you. I appreciate Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. I will take you up on that for sure. (sighs) So we're in Pasca. We're going to have a few days of fun and we'll get some, some of our podcasts planned and done, Mm -hmm. um, which will be great. And it it proves to be effective when we see each other face to face. That seems to be a good strategy, maybe for people who have a a business venture together. Yes. um, And then we go home on Wednesday. Yes, but I'm, we're living our best life until then. Like, and it's kind of cool and overcast here, which is my favorite weather. Yes. Um, and last time we were here, it was in the summer. So I told you, maybe we need to go out and look at the Buffalo because remember in July it was too hot, but there's like some wild plains. And so what I'm saying is it's made me a better person who wants to go look at the Buffalo and venture out into yes. Northern Oklahoma. I went walking today in downtown Pahuska. Uh, I just kind of made my own little route. I just wanted to walk about 30 minutes. And I'm going to tell you, I have a lot of questions for Ray when we see her later today. I have a lot of questions about the town. I have a lot of questions about the buildings. I feel like Mm -hmm. I've I've taken in some, some, some history. Um, And so I'm really, I'm going to, I'm going to dig into that, but I had a great walk in the cold weather and um, I'm just I'm just as happy as I can be. And I would also add, I'm looking forward to sleeping again tonight. So, yeah, that <laughs> was so. really the highlight. Mm-hmm. Hey, everybody, taking a quick break to tell you that this episode of the Big Boo Cast is brought to you by Magic Spoon. When I was in college, one of my very favorite things was living in the dorm and realizing that the dining hall had a cereal bar with every cereal you could imagine. And I'm going to tell you this. I'm out of town this week, and last night, Perry texted me, and what he basically created for himself for dinner was his very own college dorm cereal bar with all manner of cereals and milk. But the difference is, this time, it was Magic Spoon cereal and almond milk, which is like the grown-up version of the dorm cereal bar. Because the thing about cereal is it's so delicious, but as I got older, I realized I had to give it up because I realized it's full of sugar and junk that you really shouldn't eat because we're grown-ups now and it was making my pants feel sad. And so the older I get, the more I'm trying to cut down on carbs and sugar and unhealthy food and realized I basically can't just eat anything anymore, which is very depressing. But it's still so important to start your day with a good breakfast and our favorite thing around our house is still a bowl of cereal. That's why we love Magic Spoon. It has zero grams of sugar, 11 grams of protein, and only three net grams of carbs in each serving. It comes in four delicious flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry, which are all the best cereal flavors, and it actually tastes good. It's keto-friendly, it's gluten-free, it's grain-free, it's soy-free, it's low-carb, and GMO-free. 
Caroline loves the frosted flavor and I personally like the blueberry, although the cocoa is coming in a quick second. You can grab a variety pack and try it today and be sure to use our promo code at checkout to get free shipping. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. That's magicspoon.com slash bigboo and use the code bigboo for free shipping. Again, that's magicspoon.com slash bigboo. Thanks, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring the Big Boo Cast. So this past weekend, um, there was there was some football. Mm-hmm. There was, there was some football, there was some football. And what I'm going to tell you is Sophie texted me before the game and said, yes. I have a terrible, I have a terrible feeling about all of this. She said, I have a terrible feeling. I woke up with what can only be described as a sense of foreboding. It's really, <laughs> it was, there was a heaviness in my spirit. It was, I, I didn't, I didn't feel good about it at all. Yeah. Well, but in here's. You know, and I said, that's fine. I don't feel good about it either. Because the thing is, what I know is you have sent me that same text pregame the last six times the Aggies Mm -hmm. and the Bulldogs have played. So there hasn't ever been one time that you've texted me, which is so typical of you and said, I feel fabulous about our chances in today's game. Like that's never happened one time. But I felt extra bad this time. (laughs) I felt felt extra bad. Like I didn't, I, I feel like I went walking Saturday morning and I had some errands to run. And I needed to meet our friend Catherine. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said, oh, gosh, the time that we were going to meet, I forgot that the game started. And I said, I'm good. I can catch up when I get home. <laughs> yes. So I was not even home when the game started, which is a sure sign that I, I'm not feeling hopeful. Well, it. I'm going to tell you that that game started to me as a typical Aggie Bulldog showdown should, which is I texted you and I said, here's what this isn't going to be, an offensive showcase. Like it, right, both right. teams, That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. like the opening drive, I was like, well, this is really unfortunate on both sides of the ball in terms of what we're doing here. And it, it really did feel like, I will say, I didn't feel good about it. And then I didn't even feel good about it. I think your friend Emma Kate texted me midway through the third quarter and she just sent me a white flag. And I said, yeah. no, 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 no. Cause y'all had just put in one young quarterback named Will Rogers, who Listen. was fiery and yeah. ready to go and excited. And I thought, um, this young man, I am afraid tomorrow's headline is going to be like bulldogs make miraculous comeback because as an Aggie fan, there's no, the only time I ever feel like we for sure have a game in hand is when we get down to like the last 30 seconds and we're ahead by three touchdowns. When you, that, when you know that all is left, <laughs> that all is left is a victory formation on your side. That's Seriously. All, that's the only play that's required. And even then somebody could fumble, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. And I, I told Melanie this whole history on Saturday night in some lengthy text, but I have, I have some affection for, for Will Rogers, who I don't know at all personally, but his great grandparents are from my hometown and his granddaddy is also grew up in my hometown and was a childhood friend of my sister's. And there's a whole history with my parents and his great grandparents. And so um, it was really fun for me to see him out there on that field, just knowing what his great grandmother and his great granddaddy meant to my mom and daddy. So, yeah, I sweet. love that. I love mm-hmm. that. That to me is such a, that's so Mississippi that, that, mm-hmm. that it would be that small of a world, but I feel really good about, I'm going to tell you, I feel good. I was worried about the Bulldogs a little bit and listen, 
I should be worried about my own Aggies because you know what we weren't doing? Lighting the world on fire. I mean, like. <laughs> but y'all's defense is good. It, well, it, it, it is good at times. And I, and I, <laughs> it is, we, we struggle a little bit in the secondary, I'm going to say. Melanie um, and I are going to have a competition to see who's <laughs> in worse shape. I win because we lost, but well, whatever. I'm just saying, it, I'm worried a little bit. Our O-line, actually, I'm pretty proud of. I think they look pretty good this year. And so I feel like they're getting some stuff done. I feel like our defense got some sacks, which I felt good about. Kellen Mond, still a big question mark for me. Um, um, but, you know, I mean, I, I get that our, our our receiving core is a little down. I'm, I love Isaiah Spiller. He continues to be a man among boys in the terms of the way he moves the football. But what really my focus is now is that we play the Arkansas Razorbacks at Kyle Field on Halloween night, which feels so accurate because that is my horror story. Yeah, like, I know. Listen, we hate playing Arkansas. Both of us hate playing Arkansas. State plays <laughs> Alabama <sighs> um, on Halloween night, which I don't necessarily feel is a great situation. But an Arkansas game always has the potential to just take you to the rock bottom of your own self and your own soul. It really does. mm. It really does. My only solace is we aren't playing it in Jerry Jones stadium in Dallas, which praise Jesus for that. We could not get out of that game fast enough. I hate playing there. I hate the whole thing. I hate the game being in Dallas. It's stupid. So I feel better about it being in Kyle Field, but I'm just, uh, we've got some things that we need to clean up. We've got some penalties that we need to figure out. We've got to figure out how to move the ball more effectively down the field and have some scoring opportunities. Um, and I just, we'll see. I really hope okay. that we can do that. But, um, but I'm going to tell you that I felt like the game of the week was really Georgia and Alabama. I enjoyed it so much. I I don't know even why I enjoyed it so much, but I was excited about it. Mm-hmm. I was, um, I was into it and I really thought it was going to go down to the wire, although I was wrong because yeah. it, you know, it finally kind of broke open, but um, golly, it was a good one. That it first is. half was just classic. Well, and it reminded me, Perry Shankel has a thing that he always says, which is any team can hang with any team for a half, but sure. it's that second half that really determines, um, it really separates you know, what's what. And, and I feel like that's how that game kind of went. Like I was like, Oh, Georgia's got this. Like they really have a chance, but I just think that Alabama offense is so powerful that I just think it got to a point where even that Georgia defense was like, yeah, we can't, there's only so much we can do. Well, you know, in the state of Alabama, there was some, there was some uncertainty and some tension um, heading into that game because it was, it was unclear whether or not Nick Saban was going to be able to coach. Yes. Um, yes. And he had to have three negative Corona tests before he could actually coach. And all that led to um, some of Kieran Howell's best work on Twitter Saturday morning. <laughs> it really did. With, it really because did. What do you know? He, he did have three negative Corona tests in a row mm-hmm. and, um, and was able to, to coach and was also able, as you pointed out last night, to pull his mask down to, to fuss at the officials. So he was, he did, he was, it he was, was prime time. Mm-hmm. Well, it was, I'm going to tell you number, I've, a couple of things have come out of that. Number one, I saw that somebody said that his first test that he took that was positive was from an, I'm going to use air quotes here, an independent lab okay. that the SEC uses. So there, there is a whole conspiracy about was he ever positive and was that a plant? 
you know, okay. which to me is the most SEC. That, I mean, that's oh, yeah. the to lifetime that movie we all need. Yeah, yeah sure. to make that a conspiracy that somebody gave him a positive test. Listen, we, we have to believe the best because we of our do. friends in the SEC office. We, we do. have to believe the best. And I really do. But I th- it is funny to think about all the different scenarios of how that went down, where it was like, you aren't going to have, I mean, I think had they been playing Vanderbilt, I could see that Saban would have been like, okay, I'm going to stay in the bed, but you're playing Georgia. You're not going to, I know. I know. And, and there was a whole thing, and I'm not sure how this played out nationally, but it was, I'm, I'm sure it did, but it was for sure like big news in, in Birmingham was that he was really making a case to be able to coach virtually. Yes. Like, you know, that he wanted, could he at least be on a screen with the guys in the booth or yeah. something? Yeah. And I'm like, listen, if Hugh Freeze had to drag an old dental chair <laughs> up to the booth last year, and get somebody to prop him up in order to coach Liberty. I mean, yeah. can we not accommodate Coach Saban a little bit? I, I don't know, but but that was a no-go. Yeah. Can we put him in a hazmat suit? Can That's we right. put him in like an astronaut suit on the sideline? And then my favorite was somebody had Photoshopped like a big screen hat kind of thing on Butch Jones's head. Like that, he, yeah. that was going to be. I love the, um, Alex and I got such a kick and I can't remember who it was but they were like you know here here's rick taben and it was somebody yes. like a mustache yes and really darkened up saban's hair uh-huh. um a little known assistant who will be coaching the crimson tide on saturday oh, that's right that's right god so good i love this is why we need football to be back though because i was like twitter was at its finest i oh, so appreciated that saturday morning because i get espn alerts on my phone and my phone was like and i was like oh what's happened it's saban has gotten his third negative corona test he has cleared the coach i was like this mm-hmm. what's crazier than college football college football in a pandemic that's it Listen, and that was a great, that was a great game. Mm-hmm. Um, Alabama is, as always, loaded for bear. And yeah. um, it would be interesting after the way that Clemson beat Georgia Tech this past weekend to see an Alabama-Clemson matchup. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then coming up this weekend, now we have the Big Ten will now enter the building. That's you right. Know, they have not been, so it'll be interesting to see because people keep talking about Ohio State being in the playoff, but... I'm like, literally, they ain't played nobody yet. Right. So why don't we wait and see how that looks? Because North Carolina went down to Florida State, and I don't think Matt Brown saw that coming. Oh, my gosh. I know. That was crazy, too. Mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. insane. Yeah. So, yeah. I, listen, so. I, I enjoy the Saturday mornings. It's it's a, a little piece of normalcy in the middle of, of the madness. Yeah, so I agree. It's been a good thing. I agree. Hey y'all, it's me, taking a quick break to tell you about FabFitFun. It is no secret if you listen to this podcast that I am a product junkie. I love the new products. I love new beauty products. I love new skincare products. I love new clothing products. I love to try new things. And in 2020, what is better than getting a little box of happiness in your mail? That's why I love FabFitFun. Recently, I've discovered this new crease release spray that I got in one of my boxes. It's by The Laundress. And what you do is you spray it on your wrinkled clothes and you hang them and like magic, the wrinkles go away without having to iron. I also, one of my favorite all-time FabFitFun is Damage Remedy by Aveda for my hair. Um, I use it after I shampoo and I just put a little bit in and it's amazing how soft it makes my hair feel and how moisturized, especially as we get into winter and it can be so dry outside. 
And recently, I just got this Laura Geller eyeshadow palette that I am a little bit obsessed with. The colors are so gorgeous and they're so saturated and I never would have tried it without FabFitFun. FabFitFun's new member pick box is on sale now. And whether it's a Michael Kors Passport Wallet or the Tarte Hydrating Moisturizer that I love, the Members Pick Box is curated specifically with members' top-rated products from past seasons. It's like a greatest hits of all the best products. What is not to love about that? You can choose from a wide variety of products when you order your box today. I love FabFitFun because you get to try so many different products for what the price is usually for just one. I've found everything from a new perfume I love to a painless hair remover, which I sadly need, to the softest house slippers ever from PJ Salvage. You will love FabFitFun. It's time to customize your box for the season. Sign up today to receive your first box and join a community of over 1 million women who are already obsessed. Use coupon code BIGBOO for $10 off your first box at www.fabfitfun.com. That's code BIGBOO for $10 off your first box at www.fabfitfun.com. Thanks, FabFitFun, for sponsoring the Big Boo Cast. Now, I got in town yesterday, so I got in town before you, which you know, but they don't know. Right. Um, and I got a rent car, and I had a couple of hours to kill. So I'm going to tell you that I went shopping um, in Tulsa mm-hmm. after we landed, and I went to Utica Square, and... I went into anthropology because they've got 20, they had 25% off through the weekend. Indeed they did. Mm -hmm. And I had the best time because I was in no hurry because I had plenty of time to kill. So I tried on multiple things at anthropology. I love it. So what all did you try on? Well, I tried on a couple of different dresses, like a sweater dress. I tried on some leggings. A sweater dress, you said. (laughs) It was, it was. I'm sorry. Is it 1989 and you're getting ready to go to the ball game? is I tried it on with some desert boots uh-huh um no it was this it looked really cute it's like well it was super soft and so it was a sweater dress and then you kind of pull it up it has a waistband and so it blouses over and then it was long I'm going to tell you I, it was it was super soft I'm going to tell you that okay. it was not flattering at all okay. like it just was not a good look on me I think you would have to be really baked because it was kind of ribbed and I was hoping it would fit oh, a little Lord bit looser Mm -hmm. You would have to be really skinny to pull it off, Mm. like really thin. It was just not a good, um, but I tried that on. I tried on my favorite thing. I love everything that's that Saturday, Sunday brand, which is kind of like their loungewear brand. Mm -hmm. And so I tried on a waffle sweater kind of thing with like a lace up the side, just at the bottom. And it was really cute, but here's where anthropology gets me. Like I really wanted to buy it. I was like, I love this. I would wear this, whatever. Well, it was $88, which comes out to be like, it's still a $70 sweatshirt with the 25% off. And I was like, this doesn't look really any different than what I could get at Target. You know, like it's cute. And I would get it for, I would spend 40 on it, but I was like, I can't spend 70 on it. Like it just, (laughs) but I think that the whole problem is what I discovered yesterday. So I did try on some pants that were really cute. I tried on these like satin cargo pants that were really cute. Um, Yeah. I tried on like this kind of sparkly top, but every time I would try it on and I'd be like, this is really cute. And then I would go, but I'm not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. Like I have no parties. I have no thing to go to. And so I think that's why I kept coming back to the waffle sweatshirt because I was like that I would wear, but I, anyway, all that to say, it's just such a weird time to shop because there's, they're starting to get some holiday stuff in and it made me want to try it on because it was so festive. But I was like, I don't think we're doing like parties this year, really. Right. What, what's that going to look like? I hadn't even really thought about that until you just said, 
I don't know what that's going to look like this year. And honestly, how much, even if we were to go to some sort of holiday party with Mm -hmm. an appropriate number of people where we could social distance, how likely are we to dress up? Yeah, I know. I know. It's like a, it's like a strange thing. Well, it's funny because I'm doing this webinar thing for Retha on Friday um, and she's kind of doing a whole like self-care and different, different things. And so I'm talking a little bit about fashion, but one of the things that I was going to say, because this year has been so weird is I was like, I think that this year has been here that if nothing else, we've all said, we just, I need, maybe I need to up my athleisure game a little bit. <laughs> right. <laughs> Here's what interests me, leggings. Yes. Uh-huh. I mean, seriously, you know, I had, I had threw on yesterday morning before I left the house some Target leggings that I had picked up at some point. They're terrible. They're awful. They, they bagged out. Mm-hmm. They're too big in the waist. Like they're all, everything hung on them. You know what I mean? Like they picked up every carpet fiber between here and Birmingham. Um, oh. So I, when I landed and I looked at the condition of my leggings, I was like, you know what I need? I need some, I need some better black leggings. So that will now become mm-hmm. a, a, mm-hmm. a mission and a cause in my life. But yes, you're right. We want the, the best athleisure we can possibly get our hands on. Yeah. You need to get, well, and it was funny because I mean, Sophie isn't kidding. Like she got in my car and I think she hadn't even told me hi yet. I think she got in the car and the first thing she said is I hate these leggings. These are the worst. Leggings. <laughs> like I may throw them away. Yeah. They're that bad. Yeah. I don't know why I would ever need them again. I, I ha- even when I was sitting down, I had to hike them up. Ah. Like, you know, they were just terrible and, and I should have known, but uh-huh. I, you know, whatever. I know. So I, you don't- I need to order that brand that you like on Amazon is what I need to well, do. Well, I'm going to tell you which ones you need to order for just like, like pure, just athleisure leggings. I'm telling you the very best ones are the offline leggings from American Eagle. Those I'm okay. in fact, I'm going to be, I know I'm still in my pajamas right now, but I'm going to be putting those on later today. So you can see them. They are so just in turn. Now they're not a workout legging, but you mentioned those American Eagle leggings to me, or, well, I should say you mentioned those American Eagle leggings a couple of episodes ago and I looked them up and just didn't order them. So what you're telling me is now I need to order them. Yes, I think you need to order them. I they're like it's funny to me because it's always very telling because like I have my black Zella leggings which used to be my favorite. I have some other black leggings that I wore yesterday, but like I purposely I was like it's telling to me when I'm like oh these are the leggings that I'm going to want to wear all day long. Like um because whatever the material is, it's kind of nice. It doesn't pick up lint like a lot of black leggings do. Right. Um, which I love and they're just they're 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 supportive without being constricting, you know, so, which is why I say they're not really great. I wouldn't wear them to work out in, but just for like running around leggings, traveling leggings, comfort leggings. Mm-hmm. I, to me, like I, I really, yesterday I was like, Oh, I need to order. I need two pairs of these because they're the only ones I want to wear. I need you to tell me again what they're called. Is it just the high waisted legging? What is, which yeah, one is it? The offline, the offline high waisted legging is okay. what it is. I'm going to order them so, right now. Um, yeah, they are really, really good is what I'm going to tell you. And I think they come in full length or they come in seven eighths length. I mean, so you can kind of, you know, get whatever and they come in other patterns and we'll put a link in the show notes, but I'm telling you like those in terms of just comfort leggings are the very best ones. Okay. All right. Well, we trust you in this. I'll tell you, they're not the ones I got from Target. They're not the best ones. They're garbage. <laughs> they're the garbage leggings. Well, 
Well, it was mm. funny that you said that because yesterday I had gotten, somebody had messaged me on Instagram and they said, hey, the Target leggings are like buy one, get one or something like that. And she was like, which Target leggings do you recommend? And so I messaged her back and said, I've never tried the Target leggings, but now I will tell you, you're not making me want to try them. Well, and I could have gotten, maybe it was the brand I got. I don't even know. I just picked them up kind of as an afterthought when I was in there grabbing a few things, but I'm not a fan. Okay. Well, now we know. Hey y'all, it's me taking a quick break to tell you about Hydrant because staying hydrated is essential for a healthy lifestyle. I think it's especially important as the weather cools off because I don't know about you, but I don't always drink as much water when it's cool outside. But our body still needs to be hydrated, and I tend to try to hydrate with pumpkin spice lattes, and that's not really an effective strategy. But like I always tell Caroline, the thing about being hydrated is it increases your brain power and it boosts your productivity. It helps prevent headaches, it increases your focus, it makes you perform better in your life, it improves your skin and your mood, and it gives you energy. And what I've noticed is by the time I realize in the day that I'm not hydrated, it's too late to get ahead of it for that day. But the issue for me is always how much water can I drink each day? I don't want to drink a gallon of water. That's why I love Hydrant. It helps you hydrate faster. Hydrant has a refreshing electrolyte powder that you mix directly into water, so it's super easy, and it keeps you efficiently and effectively hydrated throughout the day. It hydrates you quickly and keeps you going for longer with all the essential things that you need, like zinc and other electrolytes that really make a difference. You really need to try it for yourself. Even better, Hydrant just introduced its new immunity line, which is perfect for this time of year. It's available in either lemon ginger or hot apple cider, which are great fall flavors. They have 1,000 milligrams of vitamin C plus B6, B12, and D with ginger and zinc. It's a perfect flavor for fall, and it strengthens your routine no matter the season. It's total immune support. You really need to try Hydrant for yourself. We've got a special deal for our listeners to save 25% off your first order. Go to drinkhydrant.com slash big boo. That's D-R-I-N-K-H-Y-D-R-A-N-T dot com slash big boo and enter promo code big boo for 25% off your first order. Drinkhydrant.com slash big boo and enter promo code big boo. Thanks to Hydrant for sponsoring the Big Boo Cast. Hydrant is where water meets wellness. So we have a question that somebody asked us a couple of weeks ago, I feel like. Would you like to read the question for us that somebody asked? Seems like a good thing to answer today on this on this cold day in Oklahoma. Okay, I will read it. Um, It says, I would love to hear you and Melanie discuss more about your early motherhood days, postpartum struggles, maybe how your marriage was during the small kid phase and how it changed and grew over the years. The little kid years are so sweet and precious, but also hard. And you can feel distance from your husband, your friends, your family, and even God as your Bible studying time seems few and far between. I would love to hear y'all reflect on the postpartum days. So, yes. (laughs) I don't know. I think some people look back because they really love being a mother to a small child or to small children and have like the happiest memories. I don't have unhappy. Well, maybe I do have a few unhappy memories, Mm -hmm. but I, I think it was hard. I I just, I think it was hard. It was not my favorite part of parenting. Now, here's though what I will say. I was thinking about this the other day. 
Um, and just because I follow some of my former students on Instagram and a lot of them have small children at this point, you know, and it's kind of, it's fun to watch them with their kids is I think what does happen during that phase of life, which is tiring and all the things is you just are continually in the process of falling deeper and deeper in love with that child or with those children. And I think that mm -hmm. process serves you really well when they get older. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like you just, like you just store up so much affection for them when they're that age, because they are adorable and mm -hmm. it is fun, but it's hard. It's hard. Mm -hmm. And I can remember when Alex was little, um, breastfeeding was not easy for me. And mm -hmm. I can remember he was probably two weeks old and it, the breastfeeding continued to be hard. And I remember sitting on the floor of his bedroom and just bawling my eyes out and a neighbor oh. brought us a meal and I wouldn't even go downstairs to tell her thank mm. you because I was just so overwhelmed and kind of overcome with all that emotion and sadness and um, frustration and feeling like a failure. And it's, it's interesting because all that time leading up to, to him being born was just so much anticipation. And then two weeks in, I felt completely defeated. Like, yeah, the lows are low. Yeah. I think the lows are low. It was funny because we were talking about that this week. I don't remember how, but with some friends and we were talking, we, I think we were talking about different movies and I vividly remember a night when Caroline was probably about three months old. So like we had been and Caroline was super tiny. And so for the first three months of her life, I had to feed her every four hours, no matter what, like if mm -hmm. she was asleep, I had to wake her up. I had to wake her up and feed her every four hours. And we supplemented with a bottle to try to help so that Perry could take one of the feedings. But it was, you know, but then there's all this pressure that you feel where you're like, well, but I know it's better for her, you know, or that's the whole thing. I bought into the like, well, I need to get up. I need to be the one to do mm -hmm. it. Like I, I took on too much because I put all this pressure on myself to be like this perfect mom. Can't imagine. And I know. So, mm -hmm. and, um, and I remember that there was a night and it was about three months in. So, I mean, I was at the peak of like, I hadn't slept in months. I was so tired and Caroline was in her crib and I had rocked her and I was trying to get her down. And she just, every time I set her down, she would cry and she would cry. And I would, I was so overwhelmed and Perry was in the living room and he had on the movie tears of the sun, okay. which is about the African genocide. It's horrific. It's like, it's, I mean, it's a good movie, but it's very violent and it's very loud and he had it on and it was loud and I could hear it. And I remember thinking like in that moment, I was so mad at him for being in there watching that movie, which mm. would drive. And I mean, you need to know, like the first three months Caroline was born really for the first six months. The only two things I could watch were little women. And I love the seventies on VH1. That's like, that was all I had the bandwidth mm -hmm. emotionally for. I needed everything to be soothing and calm. And so it just, it set off every button in me because I so resented him in that moment. Cause in my mind, it felt like my life had changed so much and his life hadn't changed that much at all. Mm -hmm. And that wasn't really true, but that feeling feels so true. It does because your body is, you know, I mean, they're, they're not going through all the other, yes, they have this baby that's in their house and they're having to get up, but they're not, I just don't think you take on that emotional burden of a mom, you know, like you do, unless you're a mom of, everything about is about the baby and mm -hmm. then your body is weird and you're trying to figure that out. And you're like, I've just become this milk cow and somebody's on me all the time. And I remember thinking, I'm going to leave here and I'm going to leave him with this baby. And I'm going to go down to the Weston in downtown San Antonio because why the Weston? Cause the heavenly bed. And I 
I don't know when Mm -hmm. I'm coming back. Like, I really thought I'm leaving. Like, I'm just going to leave him a note and say I'm gone. And like in that moment, I really thought that's what I was going to do. Now I didn't do that. Um, But it just to me is so telling of how just emotionally and physically draining it is. Like, you know, I mean, truth be told, I think that there's part of me that I, I mean, there are lots of reasons why I ended up with an only child, but I think part of it was I never worked my nerve up to go through it again. Right. <laughs> right. Right. As Kelly would say, you never really forgot enough to. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't. And it was, mm-hmm. and it's like you said, it's so sweet. And I was even looking the other day because we have these pictures by our bath, by our bathtub that hang in our bathroom. And one of them is of Caroline and she's probably like four months old. And I'm like leaned over, it's black and white. And I'm like kissing her on her cheek. And she's this little baby. And I remember showing that picture to a friend of ours, like, you know, right after we'd taken it, I was like, I love this picture and look, and he was looking at it and he said, you're going to blink. And his kids were teenagers. And he said, you're going to blink and not even believe that that, that your little girl was ever that small. And I, right. and the other day it kind of caught me where I looked at it and I was like, Oh my gosh, he's right. Like in some ways that feels like a whole other lifetime ago, but it, it, it goes so fast, but at the time it does not feel like it's going fast. No, it doesn't. And it is hard, I think, on your marriage in a couple of different ways. I mean, just like you, just like you said, because as a mama, you're like, you feel like your, your whole universe shifts and you don't always see that same shift in your husband necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's that, that burden of perfectionism that seems to like land on you in the middle of the night. You know, like I can mm-hmm. remember like having such unreasonable expectations of myself in terms of laundry and and cooking. And, and I don't know where that came from. Nobody ever told me I had to be some, and that's not even my natural disposition to be a perfectionist, but it landed hard on me. So you've got Mm -hmm. that. And, and then you reach a point where I think it's hard for, sometimes it's hard for husbands to, to understand why it affects your relationship with them yeah. because they don't feel the same things that you're feeling. Mm-hmm. So here's what I would say in, in regards to that. And I don't, this is not always an option for people, but I can remember when Alex was about six months old, we took him to my parents and we just went away for the weekend, nothing fancy, just, just kind of took a weekend. Um, and it was great just in terms of, um, just sitting across from each other and being able to talk without interruption. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. so that became kind of a, that was something that we were pretty good about that when Alex was a little bitty in terms of, you know, every six months or so we would, um, we would try to, to get away. Mm -hmm. Um, if you can't do that, then I would say, um, certainly get a babysitter and, and go to dinner, try to, try to do that. But it, it, it changes everything about your whole yeah. life. And because it changes everything about your whole life, you can feel really disoriented within your own life. And that's just yeah. weird. Yeah, it is. It is. And you feel like, I mean, I remember thinking this is the biggest pyramid scheme. Like people sell you on having a baby because they just want you to be as miserable as they are. Like it, <laughs> it's a scam. Mm-hmm. I saw this morning, um, and a, somebody who went to the school where I work, she and her husband had taken their kids over the weekend to this like fall mm-hmm. thing that was happening outside of Birmingham. It's like somebody had dumped a bunch of corn kernels for the kids to play in almost like a ball mm-hmm. pit. 
And I thought, see, that was my worst nightmare when Alex was little. Like the thought that I would have to go somewhere <laughs> and watch him play in a big old thing of corn kernels. <laughs> like that's, that's, that's motherhood of a young child in a nutshell. Like he's got to play in the corn kernels or we've got to go to the pumpkin patch or, um, which I never went to the pumpkin patch. He did, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, like all that kind of stuff. And I thought that's, that's such a, a familiar feeling to me that is not my normal disposition again, where like I needed to have planned stuff and we needed to have activities yeah. and what are we going to do today and, and all that kind of stuff. And um, David was good balance for me as far as that stuff goes, because he would always say he didn't have to go anywhere. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> he'd be fine at home. Yeah. You don't have to haul him off to, I don't know, you know, to go to story time. It's fun. Yeah. And so you feel all that pressure, you know, to make everything meaningful and instructive and. Yeah. Well, and you do feel like I've said now, and like when I talk about motherhood, like into groups or whatever, I'm like, listen, some big shot at the zoo corporation, like sent out some propaganda about how often you need to take your kids to the zoo. They don't need to go to the zoo. They're fine. I mean, like if you like the zoo, but I hated the zoo and I would just haul to the zoo because I was like, we've got to go. Like it was some big developmental milestone. And you know what Mm -hmm. Caroline has never said one time was her favorite part of childhood going to the zoo. I don't even know that she remembers going to the zoo. So, but you know, I felt like every town we went to, we would have to, well, where's the zoo? We would have to go, (laughs) you know? Yeah. You've been brainwashed into, I mean, and zoos are great, whatever. But I think that whole, and I think that's where social media will get you because you look and you see like, well, golly, they're going to see the world's largest lizard or whatever, you know, (laughs) I guess I need to load mine up and take him to see the world's largest lizard. That must be important. No, none of that matters. And, and I think honestly, kids are at this stage when I, you know, I I have a lot of conversations with parents or I used to have a lot of conversations with parents who were, you know, like, I don't know what to do. And, and my standard reply is always home should be the safest place. Listen, when they're, when they're little bitty, that's a great time to cultivate uh, um, a mindset that home is the safest place. So all that stuff is great and fun, but I wouldn't put a bunch of pressure on myself to, to haul off to a cornfield, you know, Mm -hmm. like, I don't Mm -hmm. know. Well, and, and some people I think, function better that yes. way. I just don't. Yeah. Like I, when Caroline was little, I very vividly remember like my saving grace was like to either get her in the stroller first thing in the morning and walk for a long time, you know, cause it was like, she mm-hmm. was entertained and it gave me something to do to kind of clear my head. And then we spent a lot of mornings where it was like target was the only thing that opened at 8am and Caroline used to get up at five thirty in the morning, every morning. So by eight, mm-hmm. we were ready for an outing and we spent a lot of time. Oh walking around Target with, I mean, I would get her once she was a toddler, I'd get her some popcorn and I would get me a Starbucks Mm -hmm. and we would walk those aisles at Target. And so it is figuring out what you need to do to keep your sanity and just to know that it's so normal. I just, you know, it's funny because uh, there's a precious family that I follow on Instagram um, and they were um, on vacation in Boston and they have like a three-year-old and a one-year-old and they were on vacation in Boston and she was taking all these gorgeous pictures and they're just like a picture perfect family, but these gorgeous pictures and the leaves and the fall and the whole thing. And I was like, look at them. But then she posted and she said, here's real story. We were at the park, the one-year-old, I looked up, she had a handful of dog poo that she had found 
and she was walking around with it. And then the little brother came over and he stepped in it. And so next thing you knew, and I was like, yes, that's how those days are. Like you're, they're so sweet uh-huh. and they're so precious and you could just, but the next thing you know, they're holding the dog turd, you know, like it's. That's right. That's right. And I would say this too. Also give yourself room to, to explore the stuff that, that, that recharges you mentally and emotionally and spiritually because that those Mm -hmm. babies are going to grow up and I think that you serve them better by having you know Melanie and I both start our blogs when our kids were a little bitty you know that was kind of our our outlet and if you think I haven't been so grateful to have the 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 different ways that particular outlet has sort of morphed over the years. Now that I have a teenager, like it's been really good for me mentally to have something that I have continued to invest in over the long haul of his life. And so that doesn't have to be anything you do, like in terms of producing, it could be reading, you know, like it could be, but, Mm -hmm. but it could be um, working outside in your yard. It could be, um, you know, bacon, cookies for somebody's birthday, or it could be reading or painting or, um, volunteering. Mm -hmm. It could be all kinds of different things, but I think it's so good to continue to cultivate that thing and to not let it go. If you don't absolutely have to, because it's going to serve you really well down the road. Um, you also, as much as you're pouring into those babies, you have to continue to be mindful of, um, investing in yourself in some way. And that tends to be the last thing on the, the last rung on the ladder. I think a lot of mamas. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I do think that's such a key because especially like as you and I are both on this precipice of like sending a kid off into the world. And when I think about Caroline leaving for college, it's like, I'm glad that I have the podcast. I'm glad that I have writing. I'm glad that I have something that has been mine Mm -hmm. because it makes it a little less scary because I'm like, okay, now I'm just, I'm going to set new goals for myself or I'm going to, I'll be able to work on these projects and and this is going to look different. And you just, you don't want to look up. And, and I think there's a time, you know, where I look and go, I do have more time to invest in different friendships now or to get to know mm-hmm. different people or all of that, that I didn't have when she was little, because you're just kind of, your world is so small. Um, but I do think it's important to continue to take care of yourself and to take care of your marriage um, and, and make that a priority because you're going to look up and be like, I'm like, next year, it's just going to be me and Perry Shankle and his socks and Birkenstocks. So, you know, <laughs> but he's going to get those new slippers for Christmas and that's going to keep it fresh. That's going to keep it fresh. Uh-huh. It's going to be alive. <laughs> it's going to be alive. Um yeah, I think, you know, the thing about, this is a whole separate discussion, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, David and I have really, like, we have enjoyed being mm-hmm. parents together. Um, and I think we prioritize a lot of the same things, but there are also situations where people don't prioritize the same things yeah. and they don't necessarily enjoy being in that together because their personalities are so different, which is a whole other thing to work through. So um, I think it's good to pay attention to the places where you're getting tangled up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's true. But ultimately hang in there. I will say the thing that I didn't know is like, to me, I just, I like parenting more and more as the years go. I like me too. So there's, there's just a real sweetness. And even with Caroline about to leave, like, I just, I look at like, I can't wait to see where she's going to go and what she's going to do and what that's going to look like and what her future holds. And so it, you know, it's a shift, but it's also, to me, there's an excitement to it. And I just really, 
like her. But in the meantime, you just hang on, you take a nap when you can, you know, sometimes go put yourself in timeout for a few minutes in the bathroom, whatever you need to do. Okay. So I am responsible this week for five favorites. It's my turn. Yay. Okay. I can't wait. Do we need some five favorites theme music or something? Is that a stretch? I don't know. I kind of like it. I mean, like some introductory, like, I mean, it, it is that whole thing. It's like my ESPN alert on my phone. It makes it feel official when I hear that. Dun, 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 you know, I'm so. going to look for something. I'm going to okay. throw something in here this week. I'm going to take it up a notch. I'm going to, I'm going to give oh. it some additional theme music. Look um, at you. Can't wait. Um, okay, so here's my first thing, and um, this is not anything revolutionary, but I think it was probably the pandemic that made me extra mindful of doing this, and now it's become a habit that I love. I mm -hmm. now never leave my house without having um, one of our stainless steel Yeti Ramblers, which I think is like 30 ounces. Mm-hmm. Um, full of a cold drink. Now, I always thought of, you know, our Yetis or whatever insulated kind of mug situation for coffee. Mm -hmm. But I've really gotten to where I like having something cold to drink that I take from my house that's with me in the car. That way I don't have to run into like a convenience store or anything like that if I'm out and about and I want something to drink. And so um, I have especially, that seems to be my favorite one is that Yeti Rambler. They come in tons of cute colors. Um, everybody knows in my house that the white Yeti Rambler is mine. Leave it alone. Mm -hmm. Don't put your coffee in it. Don't take it to yeah. football practice. Like I, I, that's mine for, for whatever drink I'm drinking that day, whether that's water mm -hmm. or crystal light or some unsweet tea or whatever. So that's, that's one of my favorites, but that would be a great Christmas gift for somebody. Yes. Um, yeah. and and a, pack, a good pack of straws. You know, you can't ever mm. underestimate a really good straw. So I like to put my straw in there. So, and because it's so much liquid, uh, if I go walking, I have it, you know, after I walk. And then I also have something to drink as I move through my errands, if I have errands okay. to run. So I like it. I love that. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's a great tip. That yes. is a great tip. The second thing is an album that I, for whatever reason, well, here's what I will say. One of our listeners sent me a song by this artist, a man named Gregory Porter mm -hmm. back. I feel like towards the beginning of quarantine and I thought it was so beautiful. And, you know, just like anything else these days, the more you listen to somebody on Apple music, the more they send you that person's yeah. music as they, you know, curate your playlist and whatnot. So there's an album that's come out. I think it came out probably six weeks ago called all rise by a man named Gregory Porter he has the coolest voice, kind of a jazzy vibe, but very soulful and it has a deep, rich baritone voice, which I feel like we don't hear a lot of like really deep voice men. Um, a lot of the pop stuff tends to be, you know, mm -hmm. sort of a, a tenor range. Mm -hmm. So I love the richness of his voice, but I love this album. It's become one of my favorite things to listen to when I'm trying to write or just if I'm cooking or whatever. It's just cool. Like if that's okay. all I'm it and some of the songs are have kind of a spiritual edge to them and mm -hmm. then some are really romantic I don't know I okay. just love it it's like grown-up music um for grown-up life and mm -hmm. I'm a huge fan of it 
So okay, I love that. That's a good recommendation. I'll put links for Apple Music or for Spotify in the show notes. Third thing is, and I think I've mentioned this before, but I'm going to tell you I realized how critical it was last week when I ran out of it is a hair product that I get at the salon where I get my hair cut. Mm-hmm. And it's the Lonza Keratin. This is like an Amazon title. It's okay. the Lonza Keratin Healing Oil Hair Plumper Finishing Spray. Mm. And I ran out and had a few days before I was going to get my hair cut and had to fix my hair without it. It's a game changer. It's what I'm oh. going to tell you. For me, with super fine hair, so I spray it on my hair after I have kind of turned it over to dry it, I'll spray it on it before I finish drying it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a lot of times we'll use it after it's dry. It really does. It just kind of smooths everything out. Oh, But it, for me, it makes the texture feel thicker. Oh, it's not so flyaway. It's not mm-hmm. so flat. You can try it while we're okay. here. Yeah, to. I think I will. Um, but I love it. And so I went to go get my hair cut this past Thursday and I had not even like made it to the chair. And I, I told Carla who cuts my hair, I was like, I, I need that. Like, can we find that right now? I'm just go ahead and put it behind the counter mm-hmm. for me because I'm going to need a, a new thing of that. It's so good. Oh, that's um, good to know. Mm-hmm. I really like their root boost too, the Lonzo root boost, but this one in terms of the texture of my hair is it's, it's not just good. It's important for me. Mm. It's important to my day-to-day feelings about my hair and myself. Okay. Um, the fourth thing is a person I love to follow on Twitter and I have just followed him on Instagram, but um, it's a man named Charles Hunter, the third, who mm-hmm. is a personal chef. And I found out about him during quarantine because Melissa Moore, I think linked to him saying like, Hey, if all the noise of right now is a lot, you might enjoy this account. And I, I love to see what people have cooked. I love to watch people cook and listen, he cooks all day. Mm -hmm. He, um, and I just, his food is beautiful. And it like, he, he just did a recipe or didn't do a recipe, but he did, um, he made like Nashville hot chicken, but he baked it instead of fried it. It's always interesting. He posts a lot of up close videos of things sauteing, which I find comforting. I don't know. Just say if you need a break from the yelling and the screaming, it, he's a he's a great place to do that. And then okay. um, he also has a Patreon where you can get his recipes, but he's delightful. He's a delightful person. Okay, that's a great I don't tip. know him. I don't know okay. him personally, but he seems delightful. And then the fifth thing is my reading glasses. Several, several people yeah. have asked, um, but on Wheat Wednesday, a lot of times I have my reading glasses on because I'm having to do tasks where I need my reading glasses. And they've asked like, where did you get your reading glasses? Da, 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 da. Well, I get my reading glasses from peepers.com. Mm-hmm. My favorite ones are called the center stage. They're from the Oprah collection. Yeah. So they're very fancy. <laughs> but on my way here yesterday, I left one of my, and I have several pairs, but I left a pair of my reading glasses in the seat back pocket in the flight from Birmingham to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So Melanie actually went to try to round up some reading glasses for me so I could have some when I got here. And I didn't, she did find me some. I did, but I didn't have great luck. They were, they were the best. Sophie was like, you know, I like them big if you can find them, but no pressure. And I'm going to tell you that what Walgreens or CVS doesn't really <laughs> sell are some fashion forward reading glasses. Right. So, um, but here's the big news. So I went online when I had my layover in Atlanta to order a new pair 
And I like that my, the green ones are my favorite. And right now on peepers.com, they're on clearance and they're $19.98. Won't he do it? So if you like a big, and, and listen, these glasses are big. I understand that. Um, they also work great as a headband. Like they really will keep your hair back if you put them on top mm -hmm. of your head. But the, if you, if you like a big pair of reading glasses or if you've wanted to try that particular style or whatever, now's a good time with them being less than $20. So, and I adore them. I've worn them for probably two or three years and I have different colors, but the green is my all time fave. Okay. And I will add just FYI in case people don't know this, then you may not know this. And I meant to tell you this yesterday and we got on a different subject is a lot of the peepers glasses, which I'm currently looking right now, you can get on Amazon. Yes, you can get on Amazon. You're exactly so, right. Now they're not on sale on Amazon, but if you, if you're like, you know what, I need to have those tomorrow, then you can get them on Amazon. So, yeah. um, but we can put them in our Amazon store too. And then that way people can find them. Yeah, I think they are in our Amazon store. I probably oh, just need okay. to move it so it's a little bit more prominent. Yeah. Um, but I just, I don't know what I'm going to do when they discontinue this particular style. Mm -hmm. I, now, really, all they have are blue light versions. And I've never had a blue light version, but I hope it works as well. Um, but I was able to order just a regular pair yesterday. Okay. Oh, you so. don't get the blue. See, I'm all about the blue light version now. Well, I had a pair in a different style. This is more than anybody wanted to know. I had a pair in a different style that were blue light and I kept getting like this weird headache at the front of my yeah. head. Now it could have been the way the lenses were shaped, you know, like mm -hmm. the angle of the lenses in that particular pair of glasses. But in my head, I associated it with blue light mm. and I was like, I'm just not going to fool with blue light anymore. But I feel like that's the way things are going. So I'm going to have to, okay. have to adjust somehow. Okay. All right. Well, I, I have not had a problem with my Peepers blue light. The ones I have right now are some blue light progressives, but I don't know that they're Peepers brand. I can't remember. Okay. okay. All right. Well, that is great. Thank you for your favorites. You're so welcome. I just, you know, just as an act of service, um, I just wanted to, to share about these very, very important issues. Um, well, we appreciate it. Now, does to wrap up, to go full circle, does Mississippi, do y'all play this weekend or is it a buy for y'all yeah, this we're weekend? We're off this weekend and then Alabama the next Okay. Weekend. Yeah. We don't either. So neither of our teams plays this We'll just weekend. be breezy. We'll be so breezy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Relaxed. And we can just laugh at other people's defeats and not have to worry about our own. Or rejoice. We might rejoice. Or rejoice. Yes. I like to go both ways. <laughs> I like, it depends on who it is, but you know, I always like to see an underdog win. For sure. Yeah. So. All right. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. And we will be back. We will be back next week. We certainly will. Yeah, we won't be. I'm going to go turn on one of my 47 chandeliers here in my room um, and maybe get myself another coffee for the afternoon. Okay. That sounds delightful. All right. Talk to y'all later. All right. We'll talk to y'all. Bye everybody. All right. Bye.
Thank you.